what's going on everybody welcome back to another edition of generational sports everybody's favorite show on a good old monday night josh how are we doing my brother my friend i would like to say i'm doing very good i got my taste back so i've been Ooh, eating okay. anything and everything it just you know because i forgot at first i couldn't tell if i got it back or it was slowly coming back i was like did i used to be able to taste more than I am right now, but then it all came back. I was like, oh, this is great. I'm just going to eat everything. But, you know, other than that, it's actually been pretty bad. You know, the Wizards blew a 35-point lead, so it was uh, it was a tough week of betting, but we're hoping to get back on track tonight. So how are you, Connie, my, my brother? How are you? You know, Josh, we're doing well. I'm a little late to the show. Can't lie, I had to shave uh, the sides because, Josh, very important for me tomorrow i got a nice little interview for uh for a broadcast assistant uh all right so it's a a production broadcast assistant um for a single a team a minor league team over here in good old uh new york actually the the minor league team of the yankees actually so uh I'm, you know, had to had to shave the door. a bit. Foot in the door. I got that tomorrow at nine thirty. A little ner, a little nervous, a little nervous, but uh, hopefully uh, we get the job done and we get the job. You feel me? Oh yeah. But I, I just went through my first full week of school, bro, and let me tell you, this semester, this is gonna be something. I have Josh, count it with me, three, three semester long projects this year. Tough. I got a uh, thirty-five hundred word paper due at the end of the year. I got a. Uh, I got a documentary due at the end of the year. And uh, I have a photojournalism story due at the end of the year. So tough. this ought to be. I don't fun. miss that. Yeah, that's gonna be. It's gonna be tough. But you know, other than that, we're doing fantastic, and Josh, we're doing great because it was a wonderful week of football. Um, it was, it was, you know, it was just a wonderful time. How could, how could you not uh, love watching some championship football? And Josh, you know, I had to stall for a quick second because, well, did I forget to pull up the dock? Of course I did. But <laughs> it's fine because we're back now. And and Josh, listen, I could probably say these names. I could say Strickland. The first one I'm just not sure on. Hermanson. Hermanson? How are you feeling about that? It's exactly how you think you'd say it. Okay. It's not tricky. You, you, you can just never be too sure. You can never be too sure. So Hermanson Strickland, we're going to start off with little predictions there. And, well, Josh is going to start off predictions because I probably – I don't think I know either one of these people, by the way. Yeah, Jack Hermanson. Uh, and, you know, I don't say this a lot about UFC fighters because it takes a lot of guts to get in there. And when you're good at it, you're just good at it. I don't think Jack Hermanson is as good as as his ranking shows. <clears throat> I think his last fight against Edmund Shabazian was a little overrated because Shabazian was undefeated, but he's including the fight against Hermanson. He's lost three straight, got knocked out twice. So I don't think he that win is really as impressive as people are really looking at it. Where Sean Strickland's won five straight and he's been improving every fight. Beat Uriah Hall, who's a very good fighter last time by unanimous decision. And I think he won all five rounds. So, uh, yeah, I think I think it has a chance to be a good fight. I'm not saying Hermanson's not good. I just don't think he should be 
I think he's ranked right now. I think he might be top six, and I don't think he is a top six fighter in that weight class. So I think Strickland's going to knock him out. I don't see this fight going past two rounds. I think Hermanson is a guy that likes to uh, apply pressure, and Sean Strickland's got a chin on him that he can just t- – like, remember when Sean O'Malley fought that one guy and he – he just could not get oh, knocked that out. Crazy. Sean Strickland's just like that too. He loves getting hit. He's he's a crazy person. Uh, so I think Strickland's just gonna be able to work him. Well, he's because he's gonna try to apply a lot of pressure. So I'm gonna go with Strickland by KO within the first two rounds. But there's a lot of really good fights in uh, on this card because there's a lot of undefeated guys on this card who are not well known fighters yet. A lot of one or two lost guys. So a lot of names that could be big names in the future in this card. So. Now, is this a fight night or, or, a, or yeah, a fight night? This is, is not pay per view. So, what are we looking? Is this a Saturday or Friday? Yeah, this Saturday. This Saturday, let's see. I think your boy's free. So, man, <laughs> I'll actually watch this one. Unless you know, decide to hit the clubs. Hey, and Josh, you see this fist pump right here? You want to know why I'm doing fist this? <laughs> Bro, let me tell you something, right? Now. Were you a part of the Jersey Shore clan? I am a huge Jersey Shore fan. And the have I told you my, my Jersey Shore story? You have, yes, yes, about the guy that Snooky's dad. Yeah, yeah. So, first of all, everybody knows that. Just, just to recap, Snooky's dad from the Jersey Shore was my manager at the airport that I worked at. My man, my main man, Andy, Andy Pulizzi. But Josh, last night I'm scrolling through TikTok as one does late at night. And what do I stumble upon? A Jersey Shore TikTok of an account that just posted nothing but clips from the show. That's the best. That's probably the only page I would follow. I'm not going to lie to you, Josh. I watched it for three hours. I, yeah. I did. I'm, I don't I'm, blame I, you. I have, As I have one no should. shame. Not, not, <laughs> not even an ounce. Yeah. Um, I think I watched it from about 1.30 in the morning to uh, literally probably 4.30, 5 o'clock in the yeah. morning. Actually, speaking of staying up late, I'm not a scary movie guy. And for some reason last night, uh, as my heater is just going insane right now. All right, but... see, I, all right, see, Josh, I didn't want to say nothing. I thought I was going crazy for a second. I didn't know what the sound was. No, nah, that fan's about to fly off at some point. I don't know what's going on. But it's cold now, so I'm not turning it off. I apologize for the viewers, but <laughs> I will get that solved eventually. But last night, I'm not a scary movie guy. And for some reason last night at around midnight, I decided to watch a scary movie called It Follows. I don't know if you've ever heard it or seen it. Is that now? Is this a part of the It series? No, this is okay. a completely different. It's basically like this thing just follows you. It can only walk and it follows you forever. And it takes like different appearances and everything and just follows you forever and tries to kill you until you pass it on. And I was, now, I watched it. Pass it on. You have to have intercourse with somebody. That is that is how you pass it on. So, and it was it was scary, and I I didn't think it didn't look too scary from the trailer, but then I watch it and I'm scared, and I'm sitting in my room, and I'm like, what if there's like a creepy monster following me? Like I don't I, I stayed up until four because of that. I could not go to bed. I, it was very scary. I hate scary movies. I don't know why I did that to myself. I don't know why. That is uh. Scary movies, man. That's quite the plot, by the way. Yeah, it's very. It was very weird. They did it well, though. I thought it was pretty good, but it was it was scary. I was scared. Man said the way you pass it on is by some clapping some cheeks. Right? Yeah, that's how you get it done. It's bold, it definitely is. bold. But uh, hey, 
whatever works for the people. Obviously, you enjoyed it. And the main character uh, girl is passing it on to all her friends because they're all thirsty little dudes. And she's just passing on all of them and getting murked. I'm like, geez, lady, like, give it to someone else, not your friends. Like, that's wait, wait, a terrible so I have a question. She gets her cheese clapped by them. So then the thing follows them. So when they die, does it go back to her? Yep. Well, okay. So it starts off with like a guy that she's seeing and he, he she doesn't know about it. He gives it to her and he can still see her. So maybe the monster isn't Josh's heater, you know? It might be, dude. It might it's be. It's possible because this is bussing, yeah. bussing. Yeah, it'll turn off soon. But yeah, so if you get it, even if you pass it on, you can still see it. But if you die, it goes back and goes back just like that. But you can still see it if you've already had it. So it's pretty crazy. No one else can see it either. Like you're the only person that can see it if you have it. Like only people involved. This is this is this is interesting. It is. It's on Netflix, so I might have to give it a watch. It's, I'm, not much, I'm not much of a scary movie guy either. You know, I always yeah, think they're stupid. I can tell you how every single one of them is gonna go, right? Yeah. It's gonna be, you know, some tension. There's gonna be some music going on, some tense, you know, some scary music. They're gonna open the door that they're looking into. The music's gonna pop all the way to the top. There's nothing there. Nothing there. Nah, they close the door. And you know it, and it still gets me every time. You know they it's close coming. The door, they, you know what I'm telling you? They close the door, turn around, bam, there it is. Yeah, it gets I'm me every time. Every time. It gets but, me every time. Josh, we should probably get into you know actual topics. Um yeah. listen, I'm picking her Manson. You wanna know why? Charles Manson, bro. Same person, clearly. The, <laughs> Same the person. Name, the name sounds very <laughs> very similar. So how could you not pick somebody? That you know sounds like Charles Manson. I, I I think that that is grade A, scientifically backed. He's a good fighter. I'm not saying he's not a good fighter. It's just I compared to Sean Strickland, I just don't think he has a chance in there. And I think he's ranked higher than Strickland. Honestly, I can't I can't remember the rankings, but he might be ranked higher. You know what? We're gonna find out, aren't we? No Fight yet. night. Um. Something that we might never find out this entire season is what the 76ers are going to do with Ben Simmons. And, Josh, I don't know about you. And, no, I'm not feeling 22 because I'm still 21. But um, I think this is such – this is so stupid. Like, it's it's very – it doesn't make any sense to me. Because you're keeping a player who clearly is not going to play this year. You're wasting Embiid's season. Because he's probably not – I don't think he can carry him by himself, not in this era of, you know, the the shooting and, and everything. And, and it's not really big man dominated like it was back in the day. So I don't think he can carry them to a championship. So why would you not trade Simmons, bro? Like I know you're probably looking – they're looking for, you know, De'Aaron Fox wasn't good enough and – and uh Damn it. Oh, they want something like Dame Lillard or something like that. And listen, we all want things, okay? I want to uh wake up a, a billion dollars richer tomorrow. But sometimes you're not gonna get what you what you want, and you have to settle for certain things. And I feel like at some point they have to settle and understand that they're probably not going to get what they originally wanted for Simmons and to just move on. You trade him. I don't know, get some bench pieces, get, you know, get, you know, a solid player, maybe even two solid players from a team and, and, and some bench players or something like that. Cause you're not, cause what are they expecting right now? Damian Lillard and 
and you know another starter and then and bench pieces like there's you get to a certain point where it's like all right lay off of it okay you know yeah. like Stephen A says stay off the weed you got Anthony <laughs> Josh the prophet Anthony hey Ar- I like Ar- that Ar- what what is that it's like you're you're like you know John Snow of Winterfell you're you're the guy I, I, there. No, no, no. I, I, I understand that. I just want to know what Rivia is. I, I don't know what that is either. But because, like, the profit, I can understand. Yeah. You're like yeah. a yeah. Those good. games last night. Don't worry, we're gonna get into those. Um, no one wants to buy out Sim's stupid contract yet. But yeah, like I said, guys, I don't know. I don't know. I think you at some point you're just expecting too much, and you're not gonna get that. Oh, it's the, yeah. you know, speaking of The Witcher, first of all, I never played the video games, which I've heard is a big L on my part, but I also have not watched the show, which I've also heard is pretty solid. Might have to check it out now. I played the games, but I've, I don't, I hate watching shows because I hate when a season ends and I got to wait a year for another one. So I'm just going to wait until that one gets pretty deep. Well, that's how so I feel right now about it. Peaky Blinders. I see. I'm waiting for that too. I'm, because I have, I started watching the first episode, but then I was like, "There's not enough." I know I'm gonna like this, and then I'm gonna be mad because it's over. So let me just wait until there's more. Well, I think this season that they're filming right now was the last one. And then I'll wait for that, and then I'll just watch it all at once. Yeah, wait until you get to the Italian mob part. I'm telling you. See, because a lot of people hated Game of Thrones the way it ended because it was like a decade of waiting for that, and for them it was underwhelming. But when you binge watch it. There's nothing wrong with the ending because you didn't have to wait for it. It's already there. That's one of my favorite part. I'm still I'm still deciding on if I want to watch it. Can't decide. You gotta commit. Like you gotta once you get into it, it'll take up all your time. You won't want to do anything else but watch that. Both forms of media are to be given a chance. Ugh, I'm gonna have to try The Witcher. I'm gonna have to. But Ben Simmons, uh honestly, if I'm the 76ers, I don't really want to trade him for a second star. Because they're the three seed without him and Joel. Right now, to me, he's the MVP. Like, the way he's playing right now, he's carrying that team. And they're the three seed. And they turned down De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Picks. Like, if you, bold, you're telling me that's not a good return when Joel is playing at an MVP level? Like, all you need is really good surrounding pieces. And De'Aaron Fox has a star talent. Like, he's very good. He's not a star yet. But if you put him alongside Joel Embiid, where in Sacramento, he kind of has to do everything. Same with Halliburton. If they were alongside Joel Embiid, a true big man, that's huge. Like, that's that's a championship-level team. So I think flipping him for Jalen Brown or Damian Lillard or hoping Harden wants out is, is just stupid because then you, all your money's going to go to those two, and you're not going to be able to keep the other guys around him. It's going to be a two-star team. It's going to be what's happening with Kawhi and Paul George and the Clippers. Like, you're able to get solid players around him, but you could have had more pieces – like Toronto with Kawhi, they had a lot of good guys around them. Like having one star and a lot of really solid role players and bench players, I think is better than just having multiple stars. So I think flipping him for, I mean, I just can't believe they turned down De'Aaron Fox, Halliburton picks. Like that's just insane to me. But I think they're probably going to wind up getting a Jalen Brown or a James Harden, and I don't think it'll work out because I don't think it's going to work. I think Joel being a lone star with good players is a much better route, but Daryl Morey's going to do whatever he wants to do. Let's see. Don't trade him. Let that big baby walk once the contract is up. Ben Simmons is very good, though. On depth. People forget how he's not a scorer. He's not going to – maybe he comes back as a scorer, but he does everything else, like, at a super elite level. Like, being a 6'10 point guard that is arguably the best defender in the league, guard one through five, is, is a good player. 
See, it's hard for me because I've also always been part of the camp that's like, you just signed a contract. You were thinking I'm going to trade you? Yeah. Like, yeah. you you want you you don't want to sit here and collect your your money? Fine with me. Yeah. Like like with Deshaun Watson, if I'm the Texans, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Don't got you know how hard it is to find a quarterback in the NFL? Yeah. You know how hard it is to find some good point guard play in the NBA? Yeah. And while he can't, you know, do the thing that makes, you know, people good in the NBA these days, which is shoot, or, you know, even have a slight bit of confidence and take a layup over, you know, somebody that's six inches shorter <laughs> yeah. than them. Now, that is a problem. But, I, like I said, I think that whole dream of, of you know, Damian Lillard and, and you know, three bench players and, and two seconds. Like, come on. Because like you said, I think that that trade with the with the Kings would have been perfect. You get yeah. Fox, you get healed, uh, you even get the draft picks so you can yeah. continue to improve. And it's it. not like Simmons is turning around the Kings, so those draft picks will be probably high picks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, is Ben Simmons going to win him more games than maybe they should have? Possibly, because uh, he does have that. Listen, he can go out and, and get you thirty mm-hmm. if he really felt like it. He can go out and you know lock up your best player. But you know, a lot of people had him as the defensive player of the year last year. Mm-hmm. I know Stephen A. Smith is always on that train, always throwing it out there that he voted for him. So, like, it's not it's not crazy to say that he would improve whatever team he goes to. But on the Philly side of things, it's like. Like you said, I think that that Kawhi example was really good where it's, you know, you have one unbelievable talent, but then you have a lot of very good players around him instead of where most of these teams is, you know, two, in some cases like the Nets, three very, very talented players. But then, I mean, you start going down the bench and it's like. And one injury, your season's over. Like, that's how quickly changes with stars. I mean, well, I think the Nets are six six and 11. Yeah, they're the sixth seed right now. Well, yeah, they're, they're the you know, in their last few games, so I think close. they're on like their longest losing streak of the season so far. And mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. Simmons is not a good point guard. He's more of a small forward, but outside of his first year, he's been a baby that won't play if he doesn't have his way. Yeah. He's, See, a, pretty Madonna, he's man. a bad point guard either, though. I wouldn't say. I he's think a very good passer. He's a positionless player, really. I mean, because he guards everyone, he can play. Well, he can't play off the ball. He's got to have the ball in his hand, so he's got to be a point guard because he can't spread that. He he can't spread the floor at all because he won't shoot threes, which is crazy. Because if you go back and watch his summer league highlights, man's doing mid range pull ups and like post fades and stuff, but then he just refused to shoot anymore, and I don't get it. Dustin said over there on the color cast, which by the way, people, if uh, you didn't realize, we can't see your stuff on Twitter and everything like that, so. If you want to head over to the YouTubes, you know, Generational Sports on Rab Network or, you know, Twitch or, you know, the Colorcast where you can type in USN and find everybody. Make sure you go over there because, listen, like the comments over here on YouTube and on the Colorcast. Thoroughly enjoy talking to our fans. You know, I like to think of them, Josh, as family. Yeah, they're the show with us. They're right here with us. Right here. Where where are my emotions on my sleeve? <laughs> but no, I ask they're they're on they're off the pack if they're thinking they're gonna get somebody that good. Um but who is your finals favorite right now, Josh? Yeah, I think the league is kind of crazy right now because when you look at the East, it's really hard to tell. 
because you don't know if Kyrie's going to go get that vaccine because if they have to play like at home and stuff, if they get a high seed and they got home court advantage throughout the playoffs. Josh, Josh, I've said this though. Tell me that they low key aren't trying to lose games to be the eight seed just in case that happens. Because you think about it, eight seed, you have to play four road games each series. That means Mm -hmm. you get more Kyrie. Yeah. And I mean, it sucks seeing not having Kevin Durant play, but it's kind of benefiting them because of that home home court advantage stuff. Uh, But look at the other teams in the East. The Bulls are very good too. I mean, they've had they got injuries right now. Uh, Lonzo tore something in his knee. He's going to be out for a lot of this season. Caruso with a wrist injury, but they're very good. Uh, I don't have. He's literally Vontez perfect. I know, dude. I mean, I was just terrible, and I hated seeing people trying to defend him too. That's a dirty play, man. But yeah, I don't think that. anyone in the East at all. I'd really say is even kind of close to the Suns. I think the Suns are by far the favorite right now. Chris Paul is out here dropping 19 assists last night. Devin Booker's averaging 32 ever since he got mad at the Raptors mascot for distracting him as the only person in the arena. Uh, They're just, they're so good. And I think after last year, they really, because I think they really thought they had that series in the bag, uh, but Giannis was Giannis. And so I think right now they're just, they're on fire. They're the best team in the league. And the Hornets, very good too. I just, I think they're a couple of years away though. I think they'll get there eventually, but they're very young. Uh, Miles Bridges took a huge step this year so far. So they'll be a fun team to watch in the playoffs, but I don't think this year they can really match up against teams like Brooklyn and Philly. Uh, they can make it series, but I don't think they're they're experienced enough to get all the way there. But I think the Suns are just by far the favorite. I don't think I can put the Warriors up there uh, just because Steph, the slump he's been going through ever since he got the record is shocking. I mean, he's just not himself lately. And it's it's crazy to say that because he he hit six threes the other night still, but it's like outside of that he's been struggling a lot, uh, and Clay's going to take a while to get back to his old self, even though he's been playing pretty well. Uh, but I think the Suns are just far and above everybody else right now, especially because they're the same team as last year, except just a little bit better. So I think uh, I think they're my favorite so far. Matt says that the uh, Suns are going to choke again, and CP three will fold like he did against the Bucks. Nah, I don't. Um, I, possible, but I don't see it. I mean, we don't even have to really address this. What about the next? I mean, come on. It's, Garbage. I, it's the, I love Tibbs. Love Thibodeau, but you gave up a first-round pick for Cam Reddish, and you won't even play the man. Don't, don't, don't even – no, no, no. They literally they never even heard of Cam Reddish. Never heard I of him. I hate that because he. I love Cam Reddish. He's so good and has a lot of potential. And just having him on the bench – well, I like Alec Burks too. I think Alec Burks is fighting his place in New York, but I'm giving those minutes to Cam Reddish all day, every day. It's insane. I mean, shit. I would give him. I would give Fournier's minutes away too. Not even a lot of you. Uh, yeah, I mean, but you gave him a bag. You got to play him. <laughs> you gave that man seventy Listen, million dollars. You, know, you got to play. Sometimes you make mistakes. You got to own it. I'm just saying. <laughs> he's been sometimes playing a little you just bit decent. Own the mistake and move on instead. Yeah. yeah. But um, man. Right now, I mean, I, I it's hard to argue with you that it should be uh, the Suns. Uh. But I've said this from the beginning. I literally refuse to believe that a healthy net team doesn't win. Like I, I, Patty Mills. I just can't picture it. Uh, KD, Kyrie, Harden. I mean, even if you're getting Kyrie for three or four games, depending on what seed you are, I, I it just would absolutely amaze me if all three of them were actually healthy. Because I think they've played like 
less than 30 games together. Mm-hmm. Like when, uh, and I don't, I feel like people don't understand how unbelievable that is. Yeah. Because when they traded for Harden, it was like, oh my God, the, 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 the season is over. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it was like, all right, so Kyrie got hurt here and then, all right, but, but Kyrie's back. Oh, Damn, KD just went out for a week. Oh, that's fine. KD's back now. Oh, Harden has the hamstring now. Yeah, Harden. Uh, but it's okay. Harden's gonna give it a go. You know, in the playoffs. Oh, Kyrie, game one, twisted ankle, can't return. It was like, bro, every single time they were healthy, something went wrong, and it was it was kind of weird because, in a way that in a way for Harden, right? Because Harden, you know, for everything that we said about him forcing his way out of Houston with the fat suit and all the jokes. Um, he was always the the reliable one. Like, he played all the time, didn't miss games. Kyrie's been a little flimsy here and there. Uh, KD, you know, has always had, you know, I wouldn't say injuries constantly, but, he you know, he tends to get nicked up a little Recently, bit. Recently, past couple yeah. of years, you know, ever since that Warriors injury, it's been yeah, up and so down. He, he tended to get nicked up a little bit, but. To say that they've probably played less than 30 games in, what, two years now? I mean, it's it's incredible to me. It, it's absolutely unbelievable. I would have never guessed that that was going to happen. Absolutely and people forget happened. they were up 3-2 on the Bucks when Harden hurt his hamstring. Like, if Harden is able to run and be himself in that series, I don't think the Bucks get past him because KD's and dropping 50. Bro, if KD is one shoe size smaller – they're they have a ring together like that's I mean, that's because I think they would have washed the Suns. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> KD was KD was JR Smith from the retirement home. I mean, JR said today, if a team needs a shooter, he's available. So I hope somebody signs him. I love seeing JR hoop. Same with Deion Waiters. Someone sign these guys. Jay Henny, baby. But the NBA decided that COVID doesn't exist anymore. So that's all. Yeah, good. it's a bold strat. Uh, say the least. I think the NHL did the same thing. Yeah, it's crazy because there were guys getting signed everywhere. Greg Monroe was back in the league, and they were like, you know what? Ten days is too much. We'll make it five. Let y'all play. It's uh, it's interesting. <laughs> but, listen, people. It's time for, listen, that was our little appetizer. You know, that's that's your mozzarella sticks right there. Okay. We're getting into the, uh, to the steak of the evening here. The filet mignon. The uh the wagyu beef, some would say, of the NFL, and we're gonna start off with the AFC championship game, which obviously pitted the Bengals against the Chiefs, and this is kind of, by the way, where the uh, title of this episode comes from, with the uh, you know collapse and triumph situation. Uh, first of all, unbelievable that the Bengals are here. Like I am. Like, wrong isn't the answer, right? Like, being wrong about the Bengals is not even close to what everybody is. Because they were supposed to, like, they were supposed to win, like, five games. Like, four or five, At the beginning of the season, same odds as the Jets to win it all. Same Same odds as the Jags. Insane. Same odds as the Jags to win the Super Bowl. They were, what, plus... 20,000? Yeah, something like something crazy. 20,000 or like 200,000? I don't know if there was an extra zero maybe. I could I I can't remember sometimes. But I mean, 
I, I can't believe it. I absolutely can't believe it. And honestly, you you have to give credit to Burrow. I mean, what other direction do you go? Like, without him, what are they, right? Mm-hmm. Because they were this losing franchise, you know, they they got there with uh with Andy Dalton a few times, but can never actually win. And it's it's just crazy, man. Like I I, I honestly cannot believe it. So 27-24, they end up winning that game. Um and it was once again the story of two halves, right? I, I believe that what I think Mahomes was 13 of 18. With like 230 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions uh, in the first half of that game, right? And it looked like it was going to be the Bills versus the Patriots. It really did for a second. The first three drives, and you know, Josh, you even tweeted it, and and I agreed with you, that they just went down the field. They went right down the field. Chiefs, it was absolutely no problem. You know, the Bengals, they weren't really doing too much on offense. It was going to be a terrible game. I was thinking, you know, 48 to like 20 type of situation. I really was. And then everything changes at that at that halftime point. Everything. Uh, so what is it? 21 to 10 at that point, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I believe, yeah, I believe it was 21 to 10. And they go for it on, they go for it. They go for the touchdown with five seconds left. And I don't know if that's an analytic situation. I don't know if that's going with your gut, because apparently Mahomes uh, like convinced Reed to go for it. And this is where coaching comes in, right? You could ask every player that's ever played in the NFL, "Do you want to go for it here? You want to go for it there?" Of course, they're gonna say yes. Are, are you injured? No, I'm not injured. I'm fine. You literally just died on the field. I'm literally talking to your soul right now. But but yeah, you can still play. Like and also bad play call. Like this is the situation I'm in where it was with the Cowboys too, right? Where I, you know, crapped on them with the whole, you know, well, it was the play it was the execution, not the play call. Well, guess what? The calls never if the play's never called, the execution never has to be, you know, it never has to happen. If you're Mahomes. You, you have to know that you have five seconds left in that half. Mm-hmm. If your first read is not there, bye. Throw it out of the end zone. Get rid of that. Throw it into the ground, whatever. And also, you could even say the same thing to Tyreek Hill. Now, I don't blame him as much as I bl- as I blame Reed and, and um, Mahomes, but if you're Tyreek Hill, you're prob- you can probably see that there's two people between you and the goal line. When that pass is coming towards your hands, Bat it down. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can get an intentional grounding for batting the ball down. It would just be like, oh, darn, I couldn't catch that one. And, you know, Eli Apple makes the tackle, which, by the way, the probably top five most annoying player in the, in the NFL. Probably yeah. top five. Maybe top three. I would go top three. Yeah. Because this man be chatting on Twitter. Chatting. And he's not. Well, he's done good. nothing. He's never done. He's a bust, and he's talking like he's Jalen Ramsey or something. No, he's trash. <laughs> he is not a good football player. 
like he was getting cooked by Tyreek Hill. He's the reason they were on the goal line. He he had the pass interference on Tyreek in the end zone. Oh, you know what? That's true. He, they they got into that situation because of that. Block him, problem solved. Listen, it's one of those car wreck situations, though. You always got to look when you drive past it. Yeah, I don't I, see. I don't actually follow him. I just see his tweets pop up. Because don't get me wrong, I do find it kind of funny. Because I I more enjoy the people roasting him than him trying to come back and say like, oh yeah, well your city smells. Like yeah. okay, bro, cool, congratulations. And they cut you. <laughs> well, they yeah, cut you, dude. literally. Like the Saints and the Giants. You know, I never heard a peep out of him when he was on either one of those teams. Oh, no, but now that the now team's all of a sudden, good. you know, he, he's playing on the Bengals and he's just a <laughs> member of the team. Now listen, he made some plays, like I said, that one, which kind of turned the game. But you know, listen. If if Jalen Ramsey want to come out on Twitter and say some stuff like that, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and complain about it. Right. You know, you kind of earn things as you're, you know, on mm-hmm. that type of level. But anyway, so that keeps it a 21-10 game. And you also have to remember now momentum is shifted already because the Bengals had just gone down, scored a touchdown. There was like a minute five left, and now they get a stop. So that's two positive things in a row where for the Chiefs it's like, okay, you know, we didn't score there. We probably should have. Bad decision. You know, and then on top of the fact that, you know, we, we let up a touchdown. But it, it's no big deal. We got Andy Reid. We got Patrick Mahomes. We got Tyreek Hill. Um, we got Travis Kelsey. We're fine. And let me tell you something. Things were not fine um, in, in that game. Because then the Bengals come out and they it just everything turned after that point. They start scoring. Uh the Chiefs can't do anything. Mahomes throws the interception uh, to the defensive lineman. That's a big turning point in the game. The Bengals get points off of that one. They end up tying at 20. Right, it was was it 21-21 or 20? 21-21. It was 21-21. And then they both got field goals towards the end of the game to go to OT. Okay. So 21-21. And then, you know, we, we trade field goals once again, which – to get to the overtime part and, you know, part of that trading field goals. You're, you're what were they at the, at the five? Mm-hmm, like at the five or something like that. And I have no idea what Mahomes starts doing. I mean, I've never seen him sell like this. He looked like Jimmy G. Yeah. He really looked like, he really looked like Jimmy G, you know, during that possession. It was unbelievable. You know, and then the last sack before they kick the field goal, he fumbles the ball, almost gets recovered by the Bengals. Then you really lose the game, obviously. But luckily for him, it's, it's uh, you know, all good and dandy. And then you even win the toss, which, by the game way, over. Game it over. is so funny to see, like, all the national media that got tricked by that Bengals account. Yeah, I know. Everybody. everybody. Like, I'm, I, was watching, I was watching clips of Undisputed today. And Shannon Sharp was like, yeah, the Bengals tweeted them back. I was like, bro, <laughs> how hard is it to click on a profile and see that, that it's not verified? They didn't, even have, like, they didn't even have the fake check mark. Like they just oh, they, they had like 200 them. followers. <laughs> Shout but out to yeah. them. They got everybody. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought it was real at first as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, simple after, click and you find out. I clicked one time onto the onto <laughs> the post, I could, you know, say that that uh wasn't wasn't true. Now, I'm trying to look up these second half stats for Mahomes against the Bengals because it really was unbelievable. 
Well, I want to talk about a player first that I, I'm so confused as to why they went away from him. Jarek McKinnon was running the ball very well in the first half, six carries for 32 yards. And that was when they were up three scores. The fact that he finished with only 12 carries is insane to me. Like, why are you not just handing the ball off to him to start the second half? He should have finished with 20 plus carries the way he was running the ball. And same with Edwards Alaire. He was running the ball well, too. I just don't get why these teams, when they're up big, still take shots, still try to put themselves even further ahead. Like, run the ball. It, it reminded me a lot of when the Colts blew the lead to the Bucks in the regular season. You got Jonathan Taylor back there. Give him the ball, but they didn't. McKinnon's running great. That defense, they dropped eight in coverage. Run the ball. You can't throw it against them. Run the damn ball. But they, they refused to run the ball. They were throwing a lot of short passes and screens and – then they were forced to take deep shots because and a lot of people are saying like Mahomes like like this comment. I don't think he gave up. I think he did the exact opposite. I thought I think he was doing too much. I think oh, no, he was I think trying he, to play I think he got tight. I think he started yeah. like, oh my God, like what's happening? Yeah, he got I think he just tried to to play hero ball and it just didn't work because he had that one magical play where he like went left, went right, went left, and then ran all the way around through to Kelsey for a touchdown. And every time he got pressure, he was trying to do the same thing. Like, sometimes you just got to eat it, bro. Like, sometimes get rid of the ball. Like, he almost cost him the game because when he took that sack, that when they were on the five to tie it up and he took that sack, he fumbled. Like, the Bengals could have easily recovered that, and that's game. Like, you just lost. Yeah. But they, I, I just don't get it. it. It was very confusing to me. When you find out early on in the second half that you're not getting the same looks downfield, Tyreek is getting double teamed, Kelsey's not getting open, Maybe decide after you punt twice and they're cutting it to, you know, an eight-point game. Maybe we should try to milk some clock here, get in the field goal range. But no, they just keep trying to take shots early in the drives, and that puts them in third and long, where then the Bengals can do that eight-coverage situation. Like, then they can just say, hey, let Mahomes try to do what he does. We're going to try to stop him. Like, that benefits the Bengals because he can't do it every play. It's not going to happen. And they just put themselves in too deep of a hole. Gave Burrow way too many opportunities because Burrow was doing the same damn thing. I mean, the way he escaped that sack, the fact that that turned into a first down, insane, man. Insane. I mean, it's it's just crazy. But they just – they I don't want to say so much. Like, the Bengals deserve all the credit in the world for what they did. The offense does. But that defense needs to get a lot more love than it is getting. Trey Hendricks running his ass off. Like when he chased Mahomes that one play for like a four-yard game, he had to go to the sideline because he could not breathe because he was running more than he ever had. Pretty sure he ran like eight miles that game. But it's that defense needs a lot of credit. Not Eli Apple, but everybody else. Because like even like looking at this, just finding some things. So Mahomes' QBR in the first half of that game was 98. Josh, I'll give you a guess what it was in the second half in overtime. I'll give you a guess. I'm being – I'm going to give him a little love, 42. And that's, like, generous. All right, so don't be so generous. 20. 1.4. 1.4? He had a 1.4 QBR in the second half of that game. Jesus. Jesus. Like – it was bad. It yeah. was really bad. And the thing that that is surprising as well is that like they never adjusted. They you know me. I I always joke around with Mark uh, in the group chats because 
you know, during the Patriot game against the Bills and they were getting smacked. He was like, oh, you got to wait for the halftime adjustments and blah, blah, blah. Like the Bengals actually did adjust and the and the Chiefs came out and they were like, oh, you guys, you guys changed some things up. We're still going to do the exact same thing. And when one team adjusts to something that you're doing and they do it well, you kind of got to counter adjust, by the way. Just throwing it out there. And if I'm on the goal line playing defense and the Bengals score and get a two, it's it's a tie game. And Jamar Chase is all on the left side by himself. You might want to put two guys over there. I don't care if it's Daniel Sorensen. Just put another body over there. Because guess what? On first down, they threw a goal line fade. Do you have any idea what they might try it again? So maybe, you know, put another body over there. But no, they just left. I don't even know the guy's name. They just left him over there to let Jamar Chase moss him. And then, and then two point was so easy. It was just a All quick right. out. Just a quick out from their fifth receiver. And he gets a two point conversion. I mean, they just kind of gave it to him. They gave it to him. Yeah. I mean, and then we didn't even get into the overtime, but you go into the overtime and you hadn't thrown it to Robinson the entire game. <laughs> I like, they literally did not throw it to him the entire game. First two plays. Throw it directly to him. Jeez. And and here's the other thing, too. Like, you know, you can talk about the, the plays and all this. Like, Mahomes was not good. The, fir- the first pass, Eli Apple should should be – the game should have been over yeah. before, you know, they yeah. didn't have to kick the field goal. Miscommunication that late in the game just can't happen, especially a team like the Chiefs. Like, Mahomes not being on the same page as a receiver right there is just – you can't have that. That can't happen for a team like them. Like – this is what have this is what Mahomes did in the second half. I finally found it. Eight for nineteen, which by the way is a forty-two percent completion percentage. I know you're big on 55 that. Fifty-five yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, sacked four times, had a QBR rating of one point four, which is the largest gap in a player's QBR by half. Because remember, he had the what the ninety-eight I said before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had had whatever. That's the largest gap in, in a player's QBR in a half since they started tracking it, which was in two thousand and six. So this wasn't some like oh he you know he was you know pretty bad in the second. No no no. This was all time awful. And I like, think it all comes back to that goal line before halftime because when it does. when the Bengals tied it up, there was like only what like six minutes left. If the Chiefs get the ball right after they score, they're still up three. It's not a tie game there if you get the three points at half because you're already at 24 and they reach 21 at that point. Like, then it's a whole different ball game. It's not going to overtime. Like, that's just – it's insane how – I mean, the Chiefs just do it to themselves, man. Every year, Frank Clark offsides does it. I mean, it's every year they do it to themselves, man, except for last year. Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year didn't. That was not on him. But this year, it's just – you can't have a collapse like that, dude. That's just insane. And, you know, the other thing about this, too, is, right, is, like, you know, you you pose the question, would you consider the Chiefs-Mahomes era a disappointment to this point? And I feel like that's a bad question because it's not – like, it's not fair in a way, right? That's why I, a lot of people think they are disappointed. No, 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 no I understand. Did. And I, I, I say bad question as in like, 
it's, it's impossible not to answer, really. Like, it's yeah, it's not. because like, thankfully, I'm a Patriot fan, so I got to you know experience it. But like, do people not realize that that do- that's not supposed to happen, and like that doesn't actually no. happen? That's why it's the best. That's why he's the goat. Like, literally the best ever because it doesn't happen. Like, like it. Let's see. What's CJ say here? Andy Reid has a has a big ego. Three man three man rush, and they don't. I run know they dropped eight in coverage. CJ eight in coverage, and they're like, you know what? Let's throw a couple slants and a couple curl routes. Like, are you dumb? Run the damn ball. That's why they lost in the NFC Chip games too. And Philly got two pass happy. Yeah, and like you know, just going back to the thing of like, is it a disappointment? It's hard to say that it's a disappointment because it's not supposed to happen, and that's why I get annoyed. And I'll tie this back to Burrow as well. Like, I get annoyed when we compare people this early. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you had Rex Ryan come on today and be like, you know, that look that Joe Burrow has in his eyes, I've seen that many a times across the field from me. Tom Brady. Like, come on. Like, can you let them be their own player before you even <laughs> before you compare them? Like, let Joe Burrow be Joe Burrow for a season, not Joe Tom Brady Burrow. Like, we have to give people time. But see, CJ, that's the thing, though. It's TV talk, but a lot of people watch TV. A lot of people believe it. And a lot of people on Twitter say the same thing, too. Yeah. Like, I think we live in such a, you know, reactionary, I have to be the first one to say this. And, like, you're not – and that's the other thing, too. Like, you're not allowed to change your opinion. (laughs) Like, if if you say this – at one point, you better stick to it because if you change your opinion, then all of a sudden it's, oh, what happened? How'd you change yeah. your opinion? How did this? Happen? Well, first of all, I said that 16 years ago. <laughs> like, so the person that said Tom Brady was going to be a scrub coming out of college isn't allowed to call him to go anymore. And he was probably right at the time coming from yeah. Michigan. He's a backup and everything. Like, <laughs> man couldn't even start. No, they had him in a QB rotation like the Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> Don't break us up, man. We don't need to be talked about. <laughs> but, but like that's the thing. So you know the the Chiefs win a win a Super Bowl, and then you know they have their core pieces. They go back to another Super Bowl. They lose. Now they lose in the AFC Championship game. Like this does not happen. Like the Patriots dynasty might never happen again. Just like you know. You can look at dynasties in all sports where it's like, oh, well, of course, that's going to happen again. Like the Yankees winning three in a row, going to four in a row, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s. That hasn't happened since then. Hasn't. I don't even think there's been – I don't think there's been a back-to-back champion in the MLB since the Yankees in 99. Just like there hasn't been one in the NFL since the Patriots Mm -hmm. in 03, 04, whatever. Like, this is not supposed to happen. So to say it's a disappointment, like, I I mean, I guess if you want to say it is, because technically, if you look at it, everybody was like, oh, Super Bowl favors this, that, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I guess you can look at it and technically say failure, but I feel like that's so, that's such an easy thing to say. The reason I pose the question like that is because a lot of people are, like, bunching it together so stupid. They're like, four straight AFC championship games, one Super Bowl. But it's like, look at, if Frank Clark doesn't line up offsides, the Chiefs beat the Rams. Like, because that game's over if Frank Clark doesn't do that. And shout out Frank the Clark. Chiefs, by the way. Yeah. The Chiefs are dog walking the Rams the same way Brady did. Like, they're they're done. And then they get it next year against the 49ers. 
So they're basically a play away from back-to-back Super Bowls. And then to have the year against the Bucks, they lose, and then it would be this year. Like, that's a completely different conversation if they went back-to-back. But people are chalking it up as four straight championship games, one Super Bowl. Like, they don't realize how hard it is to even do that. Because ha- having a team stay together and not only stay together, play the same level of football and get to that many games and be in those games with a chance to win those games is so tough to do. But everybody wants when, – when they see a really good team that's young, they're like, dang, could these guys be Brady? No one's ever going to be Brady and Belichick. It's never going to happen again, like you've been saying. And the fact that people want to say, like, it's disappointing what they're doing, like – because they're probably going to be back a couple more times. They're, they're probably going to get a couple more shots at a Super Bowl. So four years in for a lot of people to say it's a disappointment is just insane to me. This should be crediting the Bengals for their comeback, not like looking at the Chiefs like, oh, it's a failed dynasty. It's like they weren't a dynasty yet. So you can't say that they were a failed dynasty. That was my thing, too. Like, I feel like we throw words out like they're <laughs> nothing. You know, this player is elite. This team is that. They won one Super Bowl. Like, mm-hmm. you got to at least win two before we're talking dynasty. Right. I mean, the Patriots yeah. were a dynasty because they won three out of four. Yeah. And even the Patriots, like, like I think I when they were talking about the stats, like Mahomes, like how many touchdowns in his AFC championship games, Patriots went to 14 AFC championship games, and they didn't win them all either. So you can't expect this team to come here every year and get it done because some years it's just another team's year. That's just how it goes. That's how football goes. It's the Bengals' year. That's how it goes. And people just refuse to understand. They're like, nah, Chiefs suck. It's like, no, they're very good. <laughs> it's, it's like I said, it's very interesting that we that we, everything is just thrown out there. Like, oh, the dynasty is – and, you know, here's the thing, too, I will say. I wish Unwrapped was around. Or I was, I was in Unwrapped, I should say. Because – when the Chiefs won that Super Bowl, it was that year. And you can ask any of my friends, I swear to God. I said they better win the Super Bowl this year because after that, it literally might not happen again. And winning one is huge, dude. Like just getting the one is insanely tough to do. And, and you know, I and I mainly I say that because I didn't think that like all of a sudden the Chiefs were gonna fall off. But mm-hmm. have you have you seen Mahomes cap hit? Yeah. <laughs> it was like seven point eight this year. It's going to be 47 next year. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know. And nobody, Nobody's ever going to – another thing with comparing to Brady. No one's going to take a pay cut the way Brady did <laughs> to build a team. Like, no other human is going to sacrifice some money like that because not everyone's married to Giselle. The most successful supermodel back. of all time. Yeah. So, I mean – I, I no still think she's made more money than Brady. Yeah. Probably like in his contract-wise, I should say. Yeah. I mean, not everybody is willing to do that. Like, that's why he's the GOAT. You can't keep comparing these guys to a once-in-a-lifetime player. Like, it's just not fair. I don't know. It's – uh, let's see. Bengals played with no fear. Most teams just fooled because it's Kansas City. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Because, um, you know, it's funny. Tom said that in the Man in the Arena documentary as well. He was like, you know, there were some games where we walked in – you could kind of tell that it was like, oh, my God, it's the Patriots. Like, we're screwed. Mm -hmm. And I do think that's how a lot of teams play, the Chiefs, where it's like, oh, my God. Like, You go three straight scores. Chiefs score three straight touchdowns against almost every other team. They're they're done. They don't even – Oh, yeah, their confidence is shot. But the Bengals had no doubt that they were coming back. No doubt. Because they did it already. They already came back once, so they had no reason to doubt themselves. 
it was interesting. Uh, I mean, you see, listen, Andy Reid's not going anywhere. Mahomes isn't going anywhere. Uh, Kelsey, Tyreek aren't going anywhere. They'll be back. They're going to be A-OK. I promise. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to yeah. deal with them next year. They're going to be there a long time, man. Long time. And maybe they and – may, and guess what? They might not win the Super Bowl again next year. They might not even make it. Still a very good team. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody's going to, you know – what was the – I said it. Where did I hear it? That I think Kurt Warner texted Tom Brady one time. And he said, he said, you're not great because you win a lot. He said, you're great because you, no, no. He says, you're not great because you win. You're great because you win more than other people or win more often than other people. So like you can be a very, very good player and just win. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, there's, there's levels to this. There is the, you know. Oh, look, we won one time and whatever. And then there's, you know, Joe Montana, who was greater than people because, yeah, I won a lot, but I also won a lot more than you did. And mm-hmm. then there's Tom Brady, who's the GOAT, that's like, yeah, guess what? I won three more than you. So yeah. there's levels to it. But it was definitely a very, a very good game, very interesting. Uh, and listen, good on the Bengals because if you had them being in the Super Bowl, <laughs> go play the lottery. And I, I'm tired. There's no way someone predicted both of those scores Bro. and got 500 grand. That's a fake bet. There's no way someone nah, they confirmed dude. it. No, I don't believe it. I'm still not buying it. I'm not buying it. Five, what was it? Five bucks? $20 was, or something? It was like 20 bucks to 500 something grand. Like, nah, dude. <sighs> That's insane. God, I tweeted it out. I quoted the tweet. I said, God has favorites. If, if that is real, which I, I mean, congrats if it's real, dude. Like, like congratulations, because that's insane. You can't convince me otherwise. Yeah. God has favorites. Yeah, just how it Let's goes. See, what did Christian say? Um, DraftKings three people hit, hit that, hit that bet. The other two at lower amounts. Gee, so multiple people did that. I just. I... Like imagine, bro. Like you know how off we were with our and all of a sudden you're five hundred ninety thousand dollars richer. Like, what do you even do? Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm taking yeah. at least a year off. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna chillax for a while. I'm, I'm going out on of vacation. Yeah, going out of work for a year. Be like, yeah, listen, I'll be back. <laughs> don't mind me. Same. But uh, all right, let's go on to the NFC Championship game. Uh, so the Rams win this one. I believe it was twenty to seventeen, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Twenty to seventeen. Uh, you know, listen, I've I said that the uh, oh look at CJ twenty seven twenty four Bengals lock that in for Super Bowl fifty six. Okay. okay, CJ, you got you putting you put a little uh twenty dollar bean on that one. <laughs> Walking away with like one hundred fifty thousand, maybe. Maybe, maybe, man. I don't know. I don't uh, actually. That's pretty close to the my score prediction, but we'll get into that later. Now listen, are we going to preview the Super Bowl? Of course. Are we going to do it next week too? Of course we are. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, CJ Christian said, "Let's bet," because obviously he has the Rams. Uh, he said, "Oh man, oh shit, I might." Hey, <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. Why not? A little dull. Hey, Christian, I'm very happy for you too. Very happy for you. Shout See, I'm not Rams. happy for Christian anymore because he makes it unbearable. <laughs> he he's been going crazy. 
I like, wouldn't. I mean, kind of. You got it. Like, see, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go crazy. Because you, you're I used saw, to it. Because you're used to it. I saw you're used to it. Like exactly. I'm used to it. So, you know, it was light work for me. Like, I'm not gonna <laughs> listen. This is gonna be very spoiled of me. <laughs> like, extremely spoiled. What's new? When the Patriots beat the Rams in that last Super Bowl, I was happy. Well, I, I, you I, I were like, let's go. You were like, yeah, makes sense. No, literally. I swear to God. I was like, oh, that's fire. I was like, we got another one. <laughs> that's so, <laughs> like, I hate Like, that. I really was not. Like, I don't think I've ever had a worse day than when the Panthers lost to the Broncos. Like, that. <laughs> oh, I no, think. no. See, that's the thing, too. Like, I truly, and, and you know, it sounds so cliche and stupid. I hate when athletes say it, but I understand it. And I'm not, obviously, not a player. Uh, but I swear to God, I remember those Patriots Super Bowl losses more than a wins. Yeah, I really absolutely. do. And, and listen, and that's saying something because I go back and I rewatch those Patriots Super Bowl highlights every once in a while to make myself feel good. Mm-hmm. I and, and I still can't. I literally cannot watch highlights of the losses. I it, it genuinely angers me still. <laughs> like I can't. Like the Eagle one annoys me to no end. The Giant ones you can't even get me started on. See, I can't even relate to that because we just get playoff losses. Like we don't get like Super Bowl losses. Like at least you got there. We don't even get like Cam Chancellor taking a ninety-eight yard pick six lives in my head rent free. Like just, just rent free, man. It, it Yo, you know what's funny? That lives in my head, rent free too, but only because I can see his head bobbing. Like that's yeah. the one that sticks. Like that's the part of the play that sticks out to me. It's not the interception. <laughs> it's him down the sideline and the head bob. It sucks because I love Cam Chancellor too. Like why couldn't it have been Earl Thomas or Richard Sherman? Like why did it have to be Cam Chancellor? Just the worst. But now, yeah, Josh, Patriots beat the Rams. I was like, oh, lit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I was like, okay. <laughs> But, you know, I will say, also, I'm a psychopath because I sit there and watch the games literally on the edge of my seat nervous like it actually means something to me. As if I'm not going to wake up the next day no matter what happens. But I'm sitting there like, (laughs) I'm like, bro, this this literally means absolutely nothing to me. (laughs) Lions stick to their their stomach getting a pick 32 from the Rams. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Listen, here's the thing. All right, so all right, let's get into the game. Let's get into the game before yeah. I say what I want about Stafford because I'm very happy for my man Stafford. Very happy for him. You know, we got some people in the football chat, you know, Corey and Mark, who think that Jimmy Garoppolo and and Matt Stafford are on the same level. By the way, just Absolutely. just throwing it out there. Think they're the same. Think they're on the same level because you know Jimmy is one more. I, I would. I've still. I'm still. Detroit. What do you want from him? You know, well, Josh, you don't got to tell me. I'm still trying to figure out when they can find somebody who's won in Detroit. They still haven't. They still haven't provided me with any stats. So does like that mean like do. Wes Welker is a better receiver than Calvin Johnson? Like, is that is that what that means? He won more. I, you know, Josh. Calvin ain't win shit. That that's exactly what I said. <laughs> Barry Sanders overrated. Overrated. Josh, you know, this is why we're co-hosts, because you're taking the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what I say back to him. I say, I said, listen, so who's done anything in Detroit? I said, Barry Sanders, garbage then. Calvin Johnson, mid. They didn't win. They they didn't do nothing for that franchise. This man Stafford took him to the playoffs three times with some garbage cans attached to him. But, you know, he's he's Jimmy Garoppolo level because he doesn't win. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. um, Yeah, for this game – 
I, I thought the 49ers had it for a second, but I feel like this is typical, man. I, I've never been a Jimmy guy. Um, you know, even when he was on the pass and there was the whole rumors of like, oh, well, should they go with Brady or Jimmy? Like, stop yourself. Yeah. Like that Michael that Michael Jordan meme, get some help. <laughs> like, do, which one do I want? But, uh, I mean, it looked like the, the 49ers <laughs> were going to pull it off again. They really did. And then, you know, the Rams go down. Uh, I think yeah they kicked that field goal they so they tie the game up I want yeah it was a field goal right uh, and then those last two drives that's why that's what I think the whole game comes down to those last two drives for the 49ers I mean you want to talk about embarrassing so you go three and out basically right away mm-hmm. and then, then they get the ball back the Rams go down kick the field goal tie it. Or take the lead. Take yeah, that was when they took the lead. Yeah, that's when they take the lead, and then that last drive. So <laughs> so listen, we sit here, we talk about uh you know Carson Wentz with that trash throw he had in the end zone. Uh, we sit here, some people clowned Kyler Murray for that throw that he had in Ooh. the end zone as well. I don't think this one's that bad. I don't think this one's as bad. Oh, I think it's worse. Because, well, if he doesn't throw it, he's sacked on his own five. They're out of timeouts. It's fourth down in 25. So, like. Kyler got sacked. He was. But that he was in his own end zone. That would have been two points. Like, that would have been a safety. It was a bad. They're all bad throws. They're all terrible decisions. But I don't. I think this Jimmy one doesn't matter. End of their season, though. Well, they were done right when he, when Aaron Donald got his hands around him. That was the end of the game right there because they were out of timeouts. It was close to a minute, but it, it was still a bad throw. I'm not saying it was a bad throw. It was a bad play by Jimmy. Probably just take the sack so at least you get fourth down. But I don't think it's as bad because it did go off the receiver's hands too. At least he got it to him. At least it wasn't directly to a defender. Come on. It's a bad play. I agree, but I don't think it's as bad as the Wentz hero ball or kyler throwing it like the way he oh, did. i don't know i think i think it's right there end of the season the season they were done they were back and you know when they were done they were done man it was about to be fourth and 25 and aaron donald just got a huge momentum boost he was probably gonna get another sack off fourth down and probably get two points out of it but still a bad play i'm not i'm not saying it was a smart decision it was a bad play still no i'm just confused because all I ever hear is that Jimmy always makes the play when it matters. and Game manager. <laughs> those last two drives, pretty sure that they matter to the to the outcome of that game. Now, I'm not sure. I am not a mathematician here. Not a scientist. You know, win probability and all that. But I think the last two drives meant something. And they were probably the worst two drives of the season. They Very went literally. Effort. Did they even gain a yard those last two drives? I don't – they might have. Debo might have got a couple the first drive, but that second one, no. They didn't get any yards. And then here's the other thing, too, Josh. I, I want to see where you fall on this one, right? How did you feel about Shanahan punting on that fourth and two from the 45? Because um, I agree with it. Yeah, I don't think there's a reason to go for it there. I I mean, McVay kind of gives you a chance to think about it because that's a stupid challenge. Like, I don't know why even – that was your McVeigh was stellar, bro. McVeigh tried his hardest to give this game away. Yeah, yeah. And I, I when they lined wasting, up, I thought they wasting were. the two timeouts or wasting the one timeout and then wasting both of those challenges. 
How do you go into a game like that and not have any timeouts left by like the start of the fourth quarter? How do you let that happen? Yeah. Yeah. There was like eight minutes left and they just lost their last timeout on a dumb, like, cause that challenge, like if he got the first down, I get the challenge, but it was fourth and two. They were going to punt. That's what like, I why say. would you challenge it? You need that timeout. It's not worth the risk to get the ball in better field position when your offense is on fire. I just don't get that. But to draft I mean, picks and timeouts are not needed, Christian. I think the Chiefs draft picks, I agree. I agree with the draft picks. No, I agree with the draft picks, too. I think more teams should do that. Yeah. But you're going to tell me that timeouts don't matter? How, if the Chiefs don't have timeouts against the Bills, the Bills are playing in that game. That's true. Timeouts are very important. Very, very important. But not not from Matty, Matt Stafford. He, he got the job done. He didn't care. He did not care. To think, I can't believe people really think Jimmy and Stafford are on the same level. Like, that's, that's Listen, insane. You did you not watch the game? The unwrapped football chat. And ask like, around. The Rams probably win that game even bigger if whoever number 18 is doesn't have bricks for hands. Like, that was oh the easiest God. touchdown I've ever seen in my life. They they probably win by 10 if they, they get that touchdown. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I have no idea how he dropped that ball. Stafford's a god. Yeah. Stafford was a top five quarterback this year. Have you ever really? said that about Jimmy one time? I don't know if he's top five. But he's uh, very I would good. say so. I mean – Tom, was he second in passing touchdowns? Well, Brady, Josh Allen, Mahomes. You're going to put Rogers. them above Rodgers. Would you put Herbert up there? Hold on. Kyler. Jimmy G. He's right up Stafford. there. Stafford. Michael, I know you're not agreeing with that. That makes no sense, dude. That makes no sense. Like, if you put Jimmy in Detroit as long as Stafford was there, he's probably getting replaced in year three. Like, he's not the franchise guy. Here's my thing, right? All, all, all you got to do is this. If the 49ers have Stafford, do they win the game? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, no, thank no you doubt very much. It. Goodbye. You see, De- Debo had to carry the team because Jimmy couldn't do shit. Like, Debo put the damn team on his back. Well, here's my thing. How how can you say Jimmy's elite and Jimmy's this and Jimmy's that when they drafted somebody to replace him? <laughs> they traded up. Ever, they traded up to get the guy. Have you ever seen a team who had their guy? Go and draft another quarterback? <laughs> I've never – if they did it, it would be the first time I've ever seen it. No. Which gets us into a question. That is that is the next question. Is that Jimmy's last game in San Francisco? Uh, it has, to has to be his last game. There's no that's, a, that's crazy talk, though. You get to an NFC championship game and the team moves on. Like that – that's crazy. Yeah, because maybe they're in the Super Bowl if it's another player. I agree. I mean, I think – I agree. I think it is – his last game was a 49er. I think they go get something for him uh, and give Trey Lance a shot. But that's just crazy that you get to the NFC Championship with a, t- with a quarterback and then he's done. Like, you're gone. Like, that's crazy. But the 49ers, I mean, they – I don't think they really sold. Like, I don't think anybody thinks that either. I think the Rams just made the plays that they – when they needed to. They started taking real shots. And that drop pick, though, actually, that that's a game changer. Tart catches that pick. I think it's oh yeah, no, no. If he if, he, if uh, if Tart catches that pick, the game's probably over. Because what yeah. you got like eight minutes left. Yeah, no somewhere timeouts. around there with no the ball in a ten point lead. Like even if you go three and out, you might take a minute off the clock. Mm-hmm. Like, but then yeah. they the the fact that they follow that play up with a thirty yard dot to Odell and then a fifteen yard penalty, 
Like that's that's such a killer. Like that all your momentum is shot right there. Cause that was going from ball game to there in scoring position with a bunch of momentum is just kills you. Let's see, we got the color cast comments popping off right now. So let's see here. Ask Pats for a second, Jimmy could start over Mac. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on that, by the way. Never been better. Pro Bowl or Mac Jones. Yeah, Stupid that's how you I know the Pro Bowl means absolutely nothing that Mac made it, by the way. How's Derek Carr not? Is Derek Carr a Pro Bowler? I, 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 maybe he's one of the 16 people that opted out. Um, <laughs> let's see. How are you still mid with, with Kittle and Debo? Lay off the loud back. <laughs> and Ayuk came right? up huge in the postseason. Ayuk was balling. Uh, let's see. We got Rams defense was on fire in the second half with their pass oh, rush yeah. on Jimmy G. Von Miller I came alive. Von Miller came alive. And you could see, Aaron though, Trent Aaron Williams. Well. Shout out to Trent Williams. You could tell that man was in hella pain during that game, but he was still blocking his ass off for a lot of that game. Nah, Trent Williams is a that's a big man. Oh, yeah. Mac put up Jimmy's Mac put up Jimmy numbers in his rookie season, minus the weapons. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm, I've never been better on trading for Jimmy G. I'm, I'm super good on that. <laughs> you can keep Jimmy. Listen, I don't even believe – I don't, I don't want to slander really Jimmy too much. Like that. I think Matt I, is made as well. I don't want to slander Jimmy too much because honestly, I oh, wouldn't hold on. I've got breaking Carolina. news here. Breaking news. Because, you know, we talked about Brady retiring earlier. We haven't talked about it yet technically. But Tom Brady says on his podcast, it's literally day-to-day with me regarding decision about playing in his playing playing future. Which makes sense. That's a tough – I mean, he just had arguably the best year. Well, not, not the best year of his career because he's had some insane years. But – at 44, he broke a record for completions of the year, like threw for 5,000 yards. And, like, what do you have, 45 touchdowns? Like, Holy that's insane. 45 or 46. Like, to think about retired, like, he's entering his prime now. Like, he's just about to hit his prime, dude. Like, come on. That's insane to be like, I might retire. And come on, you got to come back, dude. I mean, hey, listen, I know our NFL topics are at the end of the show usually, but we're going to do it now, Josh. I'm sorry. We got to. You know how I feel bad? Yeah, we should. But you know how I feel bad for? Gronk. He's probably so confused on what his future is right now. He has no idea. Yo, you know what else I was thinking about, though? You know how stacked that Hall of Fame class is going to be? Insane, dude. Insane. You're going to have Big Ben, Gronk, and Brady. I feel bad for Big Ben because he has a retirement, but oh, now Brady exactly does. That's what I said. When, <laughs> when it got announced, I was like, damn, Brady had to show up, show up Ben one more time. Yeah, one more time. He didn't say, yeah, you, you had a good career, but look at me. Let's see. We got uh, Michael Moss saying Tom Brady will retire this year, but it'll be on his own terms, not some unreliable source. Then CJ I said Bucks team won't be the same. They're not keeping all their starters on both sides like last year. It yeah, feels I, like- agree. I agree with both. With both things. And, you know, here's my thing, right? I feel this is another thing. And, like, this is going to be weird. It's going to sound stupid for me to say, right? Because I agree with the way everything happened, but I hate it. Because, like, I absolutely understand Schefter having to, like, have, oh, my God, having to report this, I should say. Like, he has to, he has to report this. And then uh, Jeff Darlington, you have to report this as well, right? You're literally getting paid to be the first one to report things. But also, it's like, did you really have to report this? (laughs) 
Like, I feel like certain people just earn the respect to be like, you should be able to do it on your own terms, man. Like, that's what I hate the most. Same with Luck. When Andrew Luck, because Schefter was the one that broke the Andrew Luck news during the fourth quarter of a preseason game. Like, he doesn't want that out there. He's about to have to go tell the world. And now he's on the field, can't go to the press. Like, yeah, that's moved. just bad. Yeah, that's just bad, man. Yeah, like like I said, I it's like I hate the fact that it happened, but I understand why it does because you're literally getting paid for it. Like, you are the it guy for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like some players just earn the respect that they should be able to do it when they say. And if anyone see. falls under that category, it's Brady. Like if anyone exactly to do it on their own terms, he's got a show coming out. Like there's a possibility that the last episode of man in the arena is his announcement. Like there's a speech at the end of it. You know, like, Josh, it's funny you say that because like, once again, uh, Oh, let's see. Oh yeah. Michael Moss says once again, Tom Brady will retire on the last episode of man in the arena. Yeah. And, you know, it was pushed back. Like, it was supposed to come out already. Mm-hmm. But ESPN pushed it back. So, if pa- like, I, I, you know what's funny? I low-key always thought about that, too. I was like, imagine he retires at the end of this. But, but um, Brady, I'm just waiting for it to be like, like he gives this emotional speech about his career, and he's like, and that's why I'm coming back for one more season. Like, that's just such a like Brady the thing. commercial right last year? Yeah, like, like just because Schefter did this, he's like, now I'm coming back to go out on my terms, like. That would be the best and the most Brady thing ever. That that would just be great. Uh, but what but what is the source they got their info from about Brady? Was it Brady in a circle or a casual conversation? It was a I, listen. No, I feel like it has to be somebody close from close to Brady because whether you want to say it's true or if it's false or if it's this or if it's that, like Schefter is a fantastic reporter. We're all gonna we're we're, we're not gonna disagree on that. Like. We all go to him for, you know, breaking news stories and things like that, or Rappaport or whatever. So, like, it's not like they're just being fed BS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Darlington, uh, uh, CJ also said they wanted that. I was the first person to report Jeff or Tom Brady retiring title. Yeah, Jeff Darlington is close with Brady, first to report Brady. That's going what I heard. That's what I heard is that Darlington is, like, he's known Brady a lot and all that, and he's he gets a lot of inside sources from there. So, I don't know. And then CJ said, yeah, Brady wanted to go out on his own terms. Listen, I would absolutely – see, selfishly, I would absolutely love for Brady to come back and just say, like, oh, you guys ruined my retirement, so now I'm going to come back and just and have, like, a petty season. Yeah. Because here's the other thing, too. Like, he's another player that I feel like it's almost disrespectful that doesn't have a retirement tour. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know that Brady – I think he said on his podcast a couple of weeks ago that, like, he would never want one. Uh, but come on. Do it. Yeah. Let us yeah, let us shower you, my guy. Yeah. Deserves because, it, dude. I mean, obviously, Brady is not coming back. That Bucks team will be a lot different for sure. Darlington was a, a beat reporter uh, for the past back in the day. Schefter was, too. Um, wow, I didn't know Schefter was. I knew Darlington was. I did not know Schefter was. Interesting. But, no, I, I don't know. Listen, if he retires, it sucks. Like, it does. Obviously, Patriot fan saw him play forever. I think I have, you know, I talked about this. I I want to say on the hard count with CJ on t- last Tuesday that, like, you know, I started paying attention to, like, I, I feel like my core memories of sports was probably, like, 
2007, 8, 9, and on. So Derek Jeter retired in 2014. So say I started paying attention in 2008 just to be safe. You do the math, that's six years, right? If I if I do the same thing for the Patriots, because I remember the 07 season. So let's see, you do seven years. That gets you to 2014. Do another seven years. Gets you to 2021. So what, 15 years? I've like yeah. actually realized who he was and paid attention to it. So like this one would obviously kill more than than Jeter retiring, not because you know I like one more than the other. Which I mean, I guess if I actually had to say, I probably <laughs> like Tom more because I've seen more of him play. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so selfishly, I want him to come back. But also, like, I, I'm really interested to see what he does when he retires. Yeah, he's gonna because, he's like, gonna make you know, a lot of money. Really like, oh, sports is my first love. Like he's literally told his wife, his wife, that football comes first. Yeah. So it's not like this is some cliche, like, oh, I really like football, but I love you too, honey. Like, no, no, no. He's like, listen, babe, you're great and all. Thanks for the kids. But uh, football, always number one, by the way. And it makes sense for him. to. His kids are getting to that age where you probably want to be there a lot more. So putting family first is something. Obviously, that it's gonna have to weigh heavily because that's what he said, right? Like, it's time to like put the family first and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, he said, and you know, that was the thing too. Like, that's when you started to realize like it might happen when because when have you ever heard Tom Brady say satisfied? Never satisfied. <laughs> it was always, yeah. What's your favorite Super Bowl? The next one, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you know, they asked him a question. He goes, "You know, my career has been pretty good. Like, I'm satisfied with what I'm well, satisfied with what you've done." What are you talking about? You're supposed to be saying, like, I'm not satisfied. You know, we could have been better this year. I can't wait to come back next year and win again. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those situations where you could kind of see it coming. Um, but, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Like, I'm glad that I got to see it from a Patriot fan perspective. So, like, the entire time I wasn't hating on him and, like, wishing the downfall of him uh, because, obviously, that's what a lot of people do where it's, like, he's so good, like, the team is so good. Like, I can't stand it anymore. But for me, it was like, God damn, they're good. And they're mm-hmm. my favorite team. So this is amazing. <laughs> uh, and then obviously not technically following him to Tampa Bay because I'm still a Patriot fan, but like wishing him success in Tampa Bay as well. And then him getting it done there. So, yeah. I mean, obviously there's not really a conversation with the goat with the whole GOAT thing. Like, you can sit here, pick and choose or who you think is. Unless it's Brady, you're wrong. So, yeah, I don't. There's no one close, really. Like, there's no one close. I mean, I mean he owned every passing record, and his like conference championship and his Super Bowl passing record—they're untouchable. No one's gonna touch those records. Not until he has like, I think he has like 20, 16 to like twenty more wins than the next closest person. Mm-hmm. Like that's just crazy. Like in the playoffs, I mean, obviously not in the regular season. Um, but I I mean, I think some of his passing records will be broken, like through this new generation. Right, yeah. Um, but then again, you say that, and maybe they but don't play for 22 yeah. years. because you got to reach – I mean, because he came into the league, what, 22? Like that's that's when he came in? Uh, I don't know the age exactly. I don't. I can't lie to you. I mean, just 22 years to play at that level, though. And you got to think, 22 years, that also included a torn ACL. 
So he missed a season suspension for those games. For four game suspension and the uh he sat his rookie year. Yeah, so I mean so and they're still in years. Yeah. I mean I think the only like his whole brand is like the TV twelve stuff and all that. So for him to go out, like I wouldn't blame him for retiring at this point either. Like obviously you want the whole kumbaya of I just won a Super Bowl and now I'm leaving. But like the fact that he's 44 and we're sitting here shocked at him retiring and being like, what do you mean you just had you, you could play so much longer? You're so good. Like that also really helps the brand out of TB12. That's like, mm-hmm. see, you can you can do this at this age. You don't have to go downhill from here. All right. Yeah. So for him to walk out like still, you know, at the top of his game, you know, with you know his last pass ever being a being a touchdown pass to Mike Evans and like it fits, it fits. But I selfishly want him to come back. We didn't we didn't give our quarterback a player of the weeks, so we should probably do that. Or all right, so you, you want to do that, or do you want to go to our other NFL topic and then do it? We'll do we'll do our quarterback and player of the week first. All right, because we're done talking about the championship games. I'm pretty sure. Yes, so. yes, we are. So my quarterback, no one really had a spectacular game out of the four no. quarterbacks, uh, but I think Joe Burrow, I think he deserves it because of the spectacular plays he made, uh, and his numbers kind of look the best out of everybody. Uh, he's 23 and 38, 250 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Five carries, five insane carries for 25 yards. Uh, so I think I have to give him quarterback of the week. And not only was he fantastic, but he won for America, as we don't have to deal with. No why does everybody wife. hate the Chiefs? I don't get that. Why, why does everybody his hate wife the and his brother? Come yeah, on. but we got hate the we got hate him. He he probably doesn't like it either. <laughs> but you know what? You think he likes taking out with Jackson? <laughs> with the All TikToks right, bro. Like, here's face? the thing, right? You know, don't you get judged by the people you're around? You do. You know, you hang around with some of the bad kids. Everybody thinks you're a bad kid, too. Yeah, but I think it's pretty clear Patrick's a pretty cool guy. He's a regular sneakerhead. Have you never seen the commercials? He's just a regular sneakerhead, dude. Come I on. hate him so much. He's so cool. Bro. I mean, are you kidding me? Get the Patrick price out there. We really got to hope State Farm doesn't get a hold of Joe Burrow, man. Because they got Rodgers. Nah, Joe Burrow needs career got screwed. They got Mahomes. Now he's... He's struggling. It's they can't get a hold of Joey B, man. Nah, I need Burrow to get some commercials though. Yeah. Yo, did you sure. see his? No, no, no. You know, I was gonna pick Stafford. I was, and I think he deserves it. But I'm literally gonna pick Burrow as well, just because of his interview question at the end of the game. <laughs> they much. asked this man <laughs> if his diamonds were real, and he said, "I make too much money for them to be fake." <laughs> you had me right there, Joey. He's the coolest man out there. My player you know, of the week. Like, oh, that's that's kind of like you know showing off and self-centered. Shut up, okay? Do us all a favor. Take your little care and self away from my enjoyment. Yeah, Calm my down. player of the week uh, is probably the most clutch rookie to ever walk the earth. Evan McPherson, four for four in a game winner. I mean, he probably did the same thing he did last week. I was like, oh, well, guess what, guys? Going Super Bowl. Let's get it. I and really just, hope he did. Uh, it's the best, dude. He's ice in his veins, and yeah, he's player of the week for sure. Um, I'm gonna go with Aaron Donald. Uh, Good pick. Good pick. He obviously sealed up that game. Uh, he was unbelievable in the game. So I'm gonna go with him. 
uh, just because he's probably the best defender of our generation. Yeah. And probably goes down as he gets a ring. He, he might be in the defensive GOAT category. You never know. I mean, Lawrence Taylor is very tough to beat. Very tough to beat. But Aaron Donald's on his way. Seven All-Pros. Seven, seven in a row, too. Seven All-Pros. If he gets this ring, man, it's going to be hey, tough. no joke. No. Aaron Donald is no joke. But all right. So we go to our other NFL topic, Josh. With a former, we still got to get to our break. We, we uh, get to our fact. Break. Let's do our no, no. We'll do the topic, then we'll break, and then we'll do the Super Bowl. All right, sounds good. But you know, your name twin, Mister Josh McDaniels, is uh, taking the Raider job. Uh, I, I'm not. I guess I'm. I don't know if I would say I'm surprised that he took the job, but um, I'm, I'm. It's interesting for him. Uh, you know, you obviously want to see how round two goes uh, because it obviously, you know, didn't go extremely well with the Broncos. Now he had Tim Tebow, who mm-hmm. we all know can't really throw a football very effectively. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, just looking at the chat, you know, today Dustin was making some good points that I believe both of their pass rushers, so so I would assume that's Ngakwe and, um, oh, my God, I can't think of the other dude's name. Max Crosby. Crosby, yeah. So I believe both of their contracts are up. He said, uh, "You got to figure out what you're going to do with Carr." Uh, you know, their weapons aren't really the best. You know, obviously you have Darren Waller, but other than that, it's not the greatest thing ever. Uh, so I- I'm interested to see because you're going to have a lot of money moving around. You're going to have a lot of you know decisions to be made. But I think it's. Uh, I think it's a good hire for them for the simple fact that they've had some instability at that coaching position. They've had some instability, you know, in the entire uh, franchise, if you really look at, if you really look at it. So good on them. I'm interested to see, you know, what they do. I I guess I saw some report that they're going to want to do a lot of two, two tight end sets and all that. Very interesting, considering the Patriots just spent $75 million on two tight ends this offseason and, you know, barely did anything with their tight ends. John New Smith couldn't even tell you who he is. Hunter Henry had a good, like, five-week stretch. Other than that, didn't do much with the tight ends. Now, are either one of them on Darren Waller level? level? No, I can agree with that. But, you know, to say that you want to run a lot of two tight end stuff when, you know, they did it. You know, absolutely nothing. Interesting development. I think I'm a, I'm pretty shocked at it just because of how Denver didn't go well and then he kind of backs out of the indie job. I'm kind of shocked because I feel like offense – because there are certain guys that – great offensive coordinators, bad head coaches. There, there are a lot of guys out there that are very good at one side of the ball when they have to take control of a whole organization. That's not really for them. And I kind of feel like that's why a lot of people aren't going after Eric Bieniemy. I feel like they're not as confident in him as just outside of just offensive coordinator being a whole head coach. I think a lot of teams are starting to realize just because you have success on one side of the ball doesn't mean you really impacted anything else in the organization. And I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I think the Raiders job is it's kind of crazy turning down that Colts job and then going to Vegas. That's that's just kind of crazy to me. 
uh, especially because, well, your rookie quarterback just made the Pro Bowl. So maybe that, that team in New England's a little fun. But uh, I, don't, I am kind of shocked at it. Not not super shocked. Just the destination is really more shocking to me. I think they were – the Raiders are good. Like what Basaccia did with them after everything they went through was very impressive. Got a lot of talent over there. But there, there's still a lot of things that need to be fixed with the Raiders. Like they did make the playoffs – but there's still a lot of things that need to be fixed. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. But, I mean, I, I want to see who the Patriots are going to get as OC because I could definitely see. Yeah, so do I. I. I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. And I also want to see how that affects Mac too because, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like we always put a lot of it on the quarterback, and rightfully so. I've always said that, you know, in my opinion, I think that the player is more important than coaching. Now, I understand coaching is important, but the best coach looks like dog shit when they don't have any good players. You know, look at, you know, Bill when he had to deal with Cam. Um, but for Mac having, you know, a different coordinator in his second year, not having that continuity of, you know, you know, it was funny because I heard it today. You know, I was listening to some radio stuff because the Giants uh, hired uh, Brian Dable and, you know, he was talking about working with Josh Allen. He was like, you know, from year one to year two, you can look back on year one and make progress. And then year two to year three, you can look back on two years to make progress. And then year three to year four, you can look back on three years, blah, blah, blah. And Mac now technically can't do that because you can't look back to last year because it's probably going to be a lot different. So I'm interested to see, you know, what happens there. But we're going to find out. My Patriot fan self will find out. And I wonder how Ram or not Ram Raider fans feel. I really do. But this leads us to our little tiny little break in the show, people. Listen, we love our sports, but we also love other th- other things. And one of those things the, this week that we're going to talk about is The Mandalorian. Oh, wait, I meant The Book of Boba Fett. Because, listen, this episode was literally just the return of our boy. So, Josh, I don't know. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. I was... Here's my thing, right? I was a little shocked that Boba literally was not in the episode, though. <laughs> like, it's literally his show, and the man was not in the episode for one second. Not even a flashback. No. But I think I thought it was really fun. You know, started off with Mando going, you know, full Mando. Oh, yeah. Pulls out the dark saber, which was another cool moment. Has the spear as well, and then, you know, cuts his leg up a little bit because... Our boy doesn't know how to use it yet. Mm-hmm. Chops the head off, and then you know they have they he travels to that unbelievable like spinning city thing, yeah, which was really cool to look at. Uh and then he goes to you know the person. He's like, "Yo, listen, I gotta find the fellow Mandos," and he does. I didn't think any of them survived, but obviously, if you remember, it was the dude with the giant like minigun that helped mm-hmm. him get out of there, and then obviously the weapon master as well. Uh, he shows them that he has the dark saber, and you know they have their little their little fight montage of him trying to learn. And then the other guy challenges him for the saber, and then Mando still wins, but he had taken his helmet off, so it was like, oh, you're not a Mandalorian anymore. And then he goes to the lady I can't remember her name, um, I guess in script, which, by the way, for all you Easter egg people out there, that is a. Uh, that's from the Phantom Menace. That's a, so many callbacks to that movie. So many, dude. It was so, the best. 
it was a good episode. I liked it. And then, you know, at the end, you get the little, uh, hey, we kind of need you to help us fight some people. And he's like, nah, don't worry. It's free. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I got to go visit a little friend first. So mm-hmm. I, it was, it wasn't even a Book of Boba Fett episode. It was just a random Mando episode. Like oh, that's, yeah. It wasn't Book of Boba Fett. It was, this it was, was Mando season three, episode one. Yeah, like I loved it. It was it was awesome to see what Mando was up to after everything. Super cool to see the dark saber used a lot in this episode. I loved that, and then building the the starfighter was was so cool. And then when he takes off on it, it's the same exact route from the pod race from the Phantom Menace, and that's just the best. And then he gets up there, and it's that it was just so good. But I've been thinking I'm getting too excited for this next episode because I've like. Because I've been thinking about the timeline a lot. And, like, obviously, when he says he's going to see a little friend, he's going to see Grogu, who is currently with Luke Skywalker. So, obviously, just getting our hopes up that we'll be able to see that and that they're not saving it for Mando Season 3 is kind of risky. Like, we might just see Mando coming back, not get the, the chance to see Grogu and Luke, which would be a bummer. But I've been thinking in my head, like, no, we're getting them. And then I'm thinking about the timeline, like, Han and Leia are still alive. And so this is kind of around the time when Leia was training to be a Jedi. So I'm like, I have, but then, you know, rest in peace, Carrie Fisher too. So it'd be very tough for them to do that. Uh, but, you know, it's I'm getting my hopes up too much for it. But I don't think they'll let us down because also there's supposed to be a war, you know? And if he gets, he's got Mando, he's got uh, the the Wookiee, that badass Wookiee. Oh my and God, he's no, got Fennec. Uh, Dark like Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum, yeah. And I, I'm waiting so much because I, I watched the Clone Wars series and I'm waiting so badly. I want Cad Bane or Bosk to show up. Just some more bounty hunters, just badasses. Because if Cad Bane shows up, I'll lose my mind, dude. I'll <laughs> lose my mind because we've never seen him in live action. So that would be absolutely insane. But I'm just, I feel like I'm getting too excited for it. So I just need to calm down and be like, you know what? Maybe Mando's not even in this episode. Who cares? I don't just give me Boba Fett. I love Boba Fett too. <laughs> you know, Josh, you know the worst part about for me is though. So like I stay up until five in the morning yesterday. So I wake up today, and in my head, it's like, oh wait, yeah, it's Tuesday. So like I'm thinking I'm gonna go I'm gonna, at three at three in the morning tonight, the new episode's gonna come out. And it's just simply not true. See, I like to wait. Like I wait until later in the afternoon because oh, I'll get I'll make sure I'll make sure I have a nice meal to watch it with. I set it up perfectly. And so I can't be on Twitter at all. I all day I'm just avoiding it. So if there's some shock, like there's been a couple of times where I've waited for like a Loki episode and some breaking news goes on and I have no clue about it until like seven o'clock at night and everybody's already talking about it. So yeah. No, I can't do it. Don't do it, man. Don't I'm do kidding. it. I would never. I hate spoilers. Yeah, like I said, I'll never forget scrolling through. I, I got spoiled Mando. I got my brother texting me. He was like, Oh, dude, you see the episode? Can't believe Mando's back. I was like, I hate you. Like, don't ever talk. You to knew me it again. was gonna happen though. No, because when last week when we talked about it, I completely forgot about the sound. Like, I didn't even think anything of it because I, really? I hadn't heard the sound in so long and I only associate it when I'm watching Mandalorian. So I was like, oh, That's a cool sound. See, then, the minute I heard the music, I was like, Oh, heard he's back. When you said Literally it last week when we talked about it, I was like, oh, shit, that was Mando's music. We're, we're getting Mando. But then I didn't want to get my hopes up and then it not be Mandalorian. But then my brother texted me. I was like, God damn it. This man. Unbelievable. 
Super hyped, though. Super hyped. All right. We turn back to our final topic of the day. The Super Bowl. Now, listen. We're going to – I think, I think Josh, we quickly skim over it because we're going to save yeah. a lot of our, you know, big Super Bowl thoughts for next week's show, obviously, because that will be, you know, the week before the Super Bowl instead of, you know, two weeks out. Um, Pro Bowl predictions, actually. Who you got? <laughs> but, Pro Bowl's the I mean, worst. I'm excited. What did you say? I said we should do Pro Bowl predictions, but oh, it's yeah. the worst game yeah. I've ever played. Totally. Maybe we'll pick who we think wins the skin skill challenges. Yeah, yeah. Who wins the uh, dodgeball game? I also hate the fact that they tape it. Yeah, that's stupid. Like that's they stupid. literally tape it and then put it on later. Why wouldn't you just have it live? They need to bring back the long toss stuff when the kickers used to go everywhere and kick field goals. And like, could you imagine Mahomes, Josh Allen, Herbert throwing the ball as far as they can, seeing who can do it better? Be the I best. would thoroughly enjoy it. I see that. I see it every single year around the Pro Bowl. Or like a, a 40 yard dash. Like a 40 yard dash. Like Tyreek would probably smoke everyone, but he probably wouldn't do it. But that would be fun to see too. Nice. Strong man competition. You got to get a 40 yard dash like the slow people, though. Yeah, get all 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 the starting left tackles. Just <laughs> or like you get like the you get like the center or like the right guard or something like that versus mm-hmm. a wide receiver, but give the you know the the guard maybe a fifteen head yard head start. That'd be awesome. Beautiful. Because listen, they might be big men, but they can move. Oh yeah, they're athletic. They're people really underrate how athletic offensive linemen are. Too. Oh, absolutely, insanely. They're athletic. still running like five sixes. They're like yeah. three hundred and fifty pounds, bro. Yeah, they're insane. how's that even possible? Mm-hmm. Anyway, the Super Bowl, right? So we'll give, you know, keys to each team winning and then our prediction of the Super Bowl. So for me, I think it's pretty simple for the Bengals. It's just protecting Joey B. Honestly, when they won that game, I I genuinely got nervous for Joe Burrow. Because I was like, bro, if the Rams win, you have to go up against Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd. When your lineman gave up nine sacks to the Titans. Yeah. So, I don't know how they're going to do it. You're going to have to double team. I say, listen, I would. I think I double team Donald the entire game and just pray that my tackles can do something because I can't let – because I feel like pressures from the side are easier to deal with than pressure up the middle. Because you can push them around a little bit on the outside. They get yeah, up like through the middle. Yeah, you can a little bit. You can step up into the pocket. You can, you know, yeah. run through the gaps. But if you get pressure up the middle, you literally just can't go anywhere. That's mm. usually the key to beating, you know, every quarterback. Uh, so it's just about that offensive line being able to hold up. And I think this game is going to come down to everybody but Jamar Chase um, in a weird way because I think that Jalen Ramsey is just going to try and take him away. But it's also a thing where Jalen Ramsey doesn't really travel. He kind of, He's kind of more of a I'm going to lock down one side of the field type of situation. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you can't throw it to this side of the field then, so sorry. But I, and I think that kind of leads me into the keys for the Rams because I think it's getting that pressure on Burrow, but it's also making sure that those other players don't beat you. Because like I said, you're going to have – you know, Ramsey being able to take away one part of the field and, you know, maybe maybe if he does want to follow Jamar around. But then you also have to deal with T. Higgins. You have to deal with Tyler Boyd. Um, Uzama hurt his, his MCL, so that's yeah. terrible for him, obviously. 
that would have been a big deal if they still had him. But you know, you got to deal with Joe Mixon as well. Uh, you have to you have to you have to deal with Burrow. You know, we saw him escape pressure a couple times. So you have to deal with all of those. And I think that you know, other players stepping up, not named, you know, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, are probably the keys for them to win as well. Um, listen, I doubted the Bengals all year, and I'm sorry I'm going to do it again. And I thoroughly would enjoy Burrow to win a Super Bowl. But I would also like to say this might be the first Super Bowl I've ever watched where I actually don't care who wins. Because, like, every year I felt like I wanted a certain person to win because, I mean, <laughs> first of all. Who did you want in 2015? Do you want Peyton to get his last ring or were you rooting for the Panthers? I actually was rooting for the Panthers. Okay. Because I didn't – because I knew if Peyton got a second ring, people were going to start the whole Peyton and Brady conversation again. So I was like, nah, I want the Panthers to win. And I know a couple Panther fans. Yeah. So I was um, actually rooting for them. Yeah. Um, what was your prediction? I haven't I haven't gotten there. Oh, I thought you gave it a bet. No, no, no. I'm going with the Rams, but man, I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna say thirty to twenty. Okay. Uh my keys for the Bengals. Uh, I know you said protect Burrow. That's impossible. Uh <laughs> that's not gonna happen. So really my key is outside runs and get the ball out very fast, preferably to Jamar Chase early, because if they can get him going and maybe get a couple deep shots out of him, they could really use that against that defense. Uh, so, yeah, get the ball out really fast. They did that pretty well this week uh, outside of that second half where Burrow had to do some magic. He was getting the ball out pretty quickly. Uh, so, yeah, get Jamar going. Get some outside runs to Joe Mixon. Don't even try running up the middle. Aaron Donald is going to have the middle clogged. You're not getting anything. <laughs> So get the ball outside uh, and get it out fast. Uh, for the Rams, basically just the opposite. You want to get a lot of pressure on them and try to limit Jamar Chase. That's all you can do. And offensively for the Rams, heavy, heavy dose of Cooper Cup and Odell. Heavy dose. Get them going, open things up. Uh, just get them the ball and let them create in space. Cooper Cup seems almost untackleable. Like he got hit so hard in that uh, 49ers game and just – Bounced off the guy, just bounced off. You know, Cooper Cup is really probably about to be up against Eli Apple. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, get him the ball and just let him shake him. <laughs> like, it's it's this is gonna be like Edelman offense. versus the Rams. Yeah, uh, my score. I'm I'm the exact opposite. I'm a believer in the Bengals. I I love it. I I think it's their year. Uh, okay. But I'm the same. I don't have really a favorite for this game. Like, I I I want both teams to win. That's where I'm at with it. Uh, but I think it's Evan McPherson once again, 24-21. I think the kid does it again. It's just destiny for him to hit a game winner every week. So, yeah, I'm going with the Bengals, 24-21. Could you imagine that? Insane, dude. Like, Insane. we sit here and joke about kickers all the time. Could you imagine four <laughs> kicks to winning? He won, to win? he won the Super literally led them through it all. Like, that'd be the best. And, my bets and are it's not like he only made now. one field goal to help them win. Like this man has made like He's, I feel like multiple field goals. He came, on the, he came on the Pat McAfee show before this game, uh, and he was saying he's going after Vinatieri's record for most field goals in a postseason. He's a rookie, and he's challenging Vinatieri, who's got the most points in NFL history. Like that's an insane level of confidence, man. What was? Oh, you know that's what I really want to know. This man, you know, 
during the divisional game was like, damn, looks like we're going in the AFC Championship. <laughs> I really wish – I really hope that he said that. They should just say that he did. Like, it doesn't matter if he didn't or didn't. Like, we all should want to believe that he did say that. Because he probably did. They probably asked him. They were like, well, are we going home? Are we going – we going? he's like, pack your bags, boys. We're going to L.A. <laughs> like, get ready. That would have been so lit. <laughs> If he came out and said that, that would have been so cool. That would have been the best. But, hey, listen, we're going to break down the Super Bowl a lot more in the coming weeks, obviously. But, you know, this was just a little little sprinkle. This was just a little salt on top, okay? You know, we're, we're going to get into the full course meal as we get closer. So sad. Football season's about to end, man. This I is know. the worst. It's the best time, but the worst time. Nothing like the highest. the USFL, though. USFL, Jeff Fisher's back to coaching. Facts. Facts. Okay, There's nothing like the high of watching the Super Bowl and then the low of realizing the NFL season's yeah, over. Yeah, the worst, dude. Just the worst. And Unless your team wins. Because when yeah. your team wins, they're, let me, Josh, let me tell you. I don't know this. I don't know this feeling. I was going to say, no, no, hold on, hold on. I'll explain it to you. There is nothing like watching every single sports talk show after your team wins the Super Bowl. I bet because it's just you. Like, just talking about the you. amount of joy I had after the Patriots came back and beat the Falcons watching every single sports show was just simply amazing. Yeah, I had to watch every sports show say Cam Newton was the worst player on the planet. And then to follow up that NBA, I was hyped for the Thunder. And then KD leaves after we blow a 3-1 lead. So it was probably the worst. Not only did you have to hear about Cam being trash. You also had to hear about him not jumping on the fumble. Oh my and god. Why do you, okay, you walk out of the press conference? Shut up, man. Leave him alone, god damn it. Leave Just him lost alone. a 90-year-old Peyton Manning. It's the worst. Nah, I still can't believe that. That Bronco defense was different though. I didn't wear I used to always wear like I had like 10 Panthers hoodies, cam shirts. I didn't wear any of that for months, dude. <laughs> I, I could not do it. I could not, I was getting clouded too stressed. much. Could not deal with it, man. Well, Josh, I think that brings a close to another wonderful episode of our show. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. If it wasn't on the YouTube or Twitch or something like that, on the ColorCast, we appreciate you as well. Josh, before we go, of course, you got to tell them where they can find you. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, at JoeLynn underscore four. And my parlays, I always only lose like one leg, so I'm going to start posting those a lot, posting mine today. UNC Wilmington just got the win. We're hoping the Grizzlies get the win and get a couple more tonight to get that parlay at W. Uh, yeah, so follow me on Twitter to see those. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Generational Sports. Make sure you go sign up on Underdog. Use code Gen, Gen Z. W first deposit up to $100. Seen a lot of people make a lot of money this weekend over there on, uh, on the championship game. So go take advantage of those. And, yeah, tune in next Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Yes, sir. As for me. Exactly what Josh said, okay? This podcast is available literally everywhere if you missed anything, okay? You go over to iHeartRadio, we're there. You go over to Spotify, we're there. Apple Music, we're there. So make sure you go check us out. Uh, you can follow the Twitter as well, Gen Z Sports. You can follow the Instagram as well, Gen Z Sports. So make sure you follow that. As for me, Anthony Conover underscore over there on Twitter, obviously, like Josh said. We do this every Monday at 7 Eastern. Uh, Tuesdays, I do the hard count with me and my boy, CJ where we talk everything in the football world. So, obviously, we're going to have a lot to say about these championship games, a lot to say about the Super Bowl as well. And then Thursdays, I do my baseball show, which is kind of like the hard count, except the baseball version. Everything in the baseball world, we go over me and my guy, Michael, 
uh, had a nice guest on last week, Coach Ballgame, uh, who's worked with the MLB and done some cool things over there as well. So make sure you check that out as well. That is Thursdays at 9 Eastern as well. But, oh, wait. So Anthony Conover underscore over there on Twitter. And then Anthony underscore Conover on Twitch as well, where I put all of the podcasts. A, a Conover, just the A, no Anthony. A Conover USN uh, over on ColorCast as well. So make sure you give me a follow over there and always tune in to the show. But with all that being said, Josh, another wonderful episode. And for everybody that watched, we appreciate you once again for tuning in. But until then, we will see you next Monday. Thank you, everybody. Oh, 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 oh,